1: Uh, Let's get to our first guest. Uh, He's been waiting patiently on the line. We're going to talk some motorsport first up this morning. Lightning Luke King, race car champion. Good morning, mate. You've been watching P2 from Texas, the Formula One Grand Prix.
2: Yeah, good morning, ladies and gents. Um, I have woken up early this morning. Uh, yeah, caught up on practice. It's uh, kind of good timing at the moment with it being in the US because, uh, yeah, it's like it's not a late night thing, a 1 a.m. type setup. It's, uh, yeah, six, six o'clock this morning was practice two, and uh, yeah, got the, the lowdown, and things are looking very competitive this weekend.
1: Yeah, look, I caught some of the practice myself this morning. Is Lewis Hamilton having a few issues?
2: Uh, No, I think Lewis is actually looking very on form. And I think um, Max was probably hoping that uh, America was going to put a ban on guns to stop Lewis coming into the country, because I think it's going to be his weekend this weekend. So... uh, yeah, look, Mercedes is looking very strong. Um, but having said that, you know, looking, looking through the P2 results today, Red Bull certainly uh, aren't leaving anything to chance. So uh, they seem to have matched Mercedes' time from practice one, but uh, I think it's going to be very competitive right up and down the field.
3: Look, I did notice... Um Mercedes have a very good record there at um, the track there in Texas. Uh, I think they're five out of the last six, which is, um, you know, a real positive for them. Uh, What's the go, mate, with some of the drivers getting uh, penalties, grid penalties, and and using different engines? And what's the reason in and behind that? Are they going through engines because they want to upgrade, they want to improve their performance, or is it just the fact that they are blowing up engines left, right and centre?
2: Yeah, look, it is it is more of a reliability factor at this stage. Uh, F1 have basically, you know, mandated that you're only allowed to have three power units across a year, so Valtteri Bottas is going on to his sixth power unit this year, which is, uh, yeah, like, they, they've used up a lot of engines this year, and there's been a lot of talk uh, on that today, so, um, yeah, look, it's it's interesting. I think they're just trying to avoid any further grid penalties by just sort of taking the engine now, copping a small penalty, and then I think there's probably an element there for Mercedes as well where they know is not in the fight and, you know, with a, with a fresh engine, he can be right in there and come through the pack. So, uh, yeah, I think you'll see Valtteri kind of nipping at the heels of the Red Bulls this weekend and trying to make a nuisance of himself.
1: We're talking to Luke King race car champion in the TCR Australia series in the Audi his teammate is Chaz Mostert and Luke running second uh, Jess has got the next question
0: yeah hey Luke good morning good to have a chat with you about the cars this morning too and let's have a look at the fastest lap time I'm just having a look at the stats I mean one thirty four point eight seven four for Valtteri and then Lewis under him what's the difference there I mean Lewis's time one thirty four nine one nine. I mean, I'd love for you to give us some insight in what's that difference in splitting those two in that qualifier.
2: Yeah, what what they do in these practice runs, Jess, is they kind of, they simulate what they call a long run, which is their their race run, where they try and work out the tyre degradation, which is really important for the actual race itself. And then they'll do what you call like a quali run or a short run on the soft tyre. So it'll just be those guys trying to, you know, figure out exactly how, uh, what what they can take out of the car. The the heat across the weekend is a really big factor. Um, They've never been to the track um, at this time of year when it's been so hot. So they're kind of, all the teams are just trying to shuffle around and, and sort their setups out before they actually hit qualifying where it really counts. So um, it's there's a few interesting things that happen in practice today. Um, you'll be interested to know that uh, Lewis has kind of been playing a few mind games with Max, and there's already been some words in practice where, like, Lewis has actually forced Max off, off the track in practice and kind of... It looks to me like he's purposely trying to sort of get in Max's head. And later on in the session, uh, Max actually didn't get his short run in to simulate his qualifying because he just seemed really frustrated. So it's really interesting to watch, you know, how this happens minute by minute and and how they're sort of getting in each other's heads. So, uh, yeah, I think qualifying is going to be close and I think the race is, is going to be fireworks.
1: Yeah, but that's the kind of stuff we love, don't we? Heroes and villains, and it adds to the narrative. Hey, Luke, we caught up recently for a podcast, and you told me something that I never knew about Formula One. So during the race, you told me that there's actually someone in a simulator back at headquarters with these race teams so they can allow for every different scenario that's happening throughout the race. Can you elaborate on that for us?
2: Yeah, correct, mate. So they've got like an actual team back at, at base that's running simulations throughout the, the event and they're directly talking to the guys on pit wall and Toto and, you know, Christian Horner who are the, the team principals trying to, you know, give insights as, as to what may happen with the tyre degradations or different pit strategies and that type of thing. So, yeah, you've got, you've got guys that are actually back at base like Alex Albon who, who drove for Red Bull a year ago and he's actually running sims um, for the guys um, back at base. So it's, um, yeah, look, there's, this is why cost caps are coming into the sport because the, the options when you've got an open budget, like Mercedes do, are kind of endless. And that's where teams like Haas and Williams have kind of been missing out all these years. So uh, I think it's good that the cost caps are, are coming in for, for next year because it should tighten up the field quite a bit.
3: Speaking of those cost cuts, have you got a bit of an idea of what sort of budget they're looking at there for the teams to be able to compete, um, probably on a more level playing field?
2: Yeah, so to give you an idea, Buttes, so I think Mercedes, last time I checked, was about 480 to 500 million a year. Um, that's the cost cap that's coming in, is going to cut them by more than half. So uh, I think the cost cap's around 180 to 200 million for, for a season. So I think um, there's a lot of talk around which teams are going to adapt to that because, obviously, going from spending a lot of, of money and, and having all those resources is going to be hard for them to cut back, whereas teams like McLaren, I think, are really well-placed for that because Zach Brown has been doing mm. a really good job of running that team on, on a budget, on a, on a cost cap already. So they're kind of set up to, to achieve those types of budgets. So it's going to be interesting to see how they adapt um, and just on Zach Brown, I don't know if you guys saw, but I think Daniel Ricciardo's had something to do with him getting a tattoo this weekend at the U.S. Grand <laughs> Prix.
1: And uh, Jess tells me Daniel has also tried to speak like a Texan. Is that correct, Jess?
0: Yeah, I saw that yeah. interview with him. I can't remember what channel it was on, but, yeah, he was doing the full um, Austin accent. What did you think of that one? <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, he he often does that when he, he goes to America. I mean, like Danny, he loves the a uh, the American um, atmosphere and and like spends a lot of time in that part of the world. So, you know, some people might look at it as taking the piss, but I, I think it's pretty funny. That that was in the official F1 paddock interviews. So he did like a whole interview talking about how ready he was for the weekend in an American Texan accent. So, I mean, he rocked up to the track with a cowboy hat and boots on and everything. So, uh, I, yeah, I did see he, that. We had, like, the... Him.
0: He had the custom Red Bull um, full Western shirt on with that embroidered white um, bulls, and it was really, really funny to watch him. I thought yeah. it was quite entertaining.
1: I heard some yahoos for him this morning when he was interviewed uh, before P2. Over 160,000 people have taken part in this from almost 200 countries around the world. Luke, let me just give you a couple of numbers and we'll gauge your response. So, McLaren, the favorite team. Yeah, With almost 30%, 29.5. Followed by Red Bull, 19.8. Ferrari, uh, also in the 19s. Max Verstappen is the most popular driver, 14.4%. Lando Norris, Mm. number two, 13.7. Followed by Lewis as the third most popular driver. And let me give you the top five races as voted by the fans. Monza, Spa... Silverstone, Monaco, and Japan at number five. So your thoughts on some of the results from the fan survey?
2: Well, it's, it's interesting, mate, because Max certainly is not my most popular driver. <laughs> um, hmm. I'm, not, I'm not surprised Lando is, is up there. Um, I think he's been really good for, for the sport. Um, it, is, it is surprising that Lewis has, has dropped. I think that uh, some, Lewis isn't to some people's taste, uh, I suppose, um, with some of the, the outfits that he's been wearing recently. But um, I'm, I'm definitely not surprised that McLaren are the most popular team at the moment. You know, between Lando um, and Daniel being there, obviously Daniel's very popular as well with the fans. Uh, but I think that says a lot about what the impact that Zach Brown has made into that team. Uh, He's a a marketing guru, and he has brought McLaren back into the fold. So, uh, yeah, not surprised there. And obviously, you know, it's interesting you say Monza was voted the the number one out of all the races because it's been the race over the last two years that's thrown up a bit of an unusual winner with Pierre Gasly in uh, 2020 getting his first race win, and obviously... Daniel's uh, maiden win for McLaren this year which is absolutely amazing so uh, yeah some interesting results there.
3: I think the survey also shows uh, which I find really interesting that Mercedes aren't one of the popular uh, constructors there which you know out of the top three or four they're not there which I find very interesting
2: Yeah, I think, I mean, like I said, yeah, McLaren's definitely done a good job on that. Red Bull, I think, are appealing to that that younger sort of fan base, and they're always doing something exciting. And then Ferrari's just got that, you know, huge Italian and Tafosi fan base that's always hard for for other teams to compete against. Um, Being the longest standing team in F1, too, they've got a lot of generational fans. So, Yeah, but it is interesting, you know, Mercedes being such a dominant team and not having anyone really, you know, backing them.
1: Yeah, they actually spoke in the survey about the fact that Drive to Survive has kind of reinvigorated the Formula One series and found a whole new audience. And Butch, you're one of those, I guess. Um, Who's your favourite team? Who's your favourite driver?
3: Uh, For me, I like... I like the McLaren and what they've been able to do, especially over the last couple of years. So I guess the you know the survey is probably a reflection of where I'm at. Um, and i look my favourite driver is Daniel Ricciardo only because he's an Aussie and um, you got to support, uh, support the Aussie boys. But um, and I like the fact that he he's very light hearted and very easy going, which again yeah, is yeah. just an, a trait of the Aussies and, and that's okay. He likes to have fun. He'll take the you know the. Mickey out of himself.
1: Yeah, and and Butes, Butes, we're we're old enough, uh, like, on the podcast recently, I spoke to Luke about uh, Alan Jones. Like, we're old enough to remember his Formula One victory in the 1980s and he was racing against Nigel Mansell.
3: Well, I don't remember it because I, well, I probably do, but I I had no interest in Formula One or uh, motorsport back then. So it wasn't one of those things that was big for me. But, you know, I think the beauty of where we are in, in Australian motorsport is that we've had... Several great drivers uh, over the time, and hopefully, Daniel can become one of those and and leave his mark on the formula, which he, you know, well and truly has done with uh, the number of victories that he's had.
1: Yeah, let's go to Jess. You want to talk about the W Series, is that correct?
0: Well, yeah, a nice little um, chip in shot from Luke himself, I think. But, Luke, for the people that don't know, the W Series. Um, explain to us a little bit about what's going on there. I mean, I've read their mission is the idea that if you can see it, you can be it. So I think that's been pretty dominant across female sport for a long time, but uh, motorsport's just picking up on the W Series in that um, aspect.
2: Yeah, definitely. Look, it's it's a great initiative and it's, you know, the whole thing about it is to try and give women an opportunity to, to get into the sport and, and not hit the glass ceiling. You know, it's, it's hard enough for drivers as it is with trying to get budgets together and that sort of thing. So the amount of female competitors who are coming through is, is quite slim, so that even, you know, it's, it's getting the chance up even further for a female to try and actually get to F1. So it's funded by um, a couple of people who are very invested in, in trying to help, you know, women get to the top level of the sport. So um, it's purely based around an F3 style car, which is what any other driver would sort of come up to on their way into to F1. Um, and it's seen some great drivers come through. So Jamie Chadwick um, was the winner of that. She's a, a, a British driver. She's currently neck and neck for the lead of the championship at the moment. And um, the, the person I wanted to give a shout-out here to was young Caitlin Wood. Um, she's a, a Newcastle girl. And uh, she's been competing in the W Series the last couple of years. Uh, This year, she's been drafted in as a reserve driver. So she's actually at the U.S. Grand Prix this weekend. Um, Her best result uh, for the season was at Spa. She actually qualified fourth and she raced her way to fifth. So Spa is a very similar circuit to the U.S. Grand Prix. So I'm very excited for Caitlin to be there. Uh, Liz and I caught up with her and her her partner Matt when we uh, went over to to Milton Teams to see the Red Bull factory and looked at the British touring cars. So uh, she's been over there for quite some time now and I'm really hoping she can have a good result this weekend. So uh, if anyone's looking to watch the W Series, it's literally practice just finished and Caitlin was 16th in practice. Um, But if you go onto their website, you'll be able to find where to, to watch from and I'm pretty sure it's on SBS.
1: Hey, uh, Buttes, I know you've got one more question, but uh, can I just say, I think Luke King, has he become the best <laughs> motorsport analyst in, in the country?
3: Well, he's definitely the best one on our show. There's no doubt about that. (laughs) That's what I do know. Okay? So you're you're making progress there, my friend, which is outstanding. Mate, I just want to touch on the driver standings, and Max Verstappen only six points ahead of Lewis Hamilton at the moment. These guys are going to and fro, hammer and tong. Uh, Obviously, Lewis with uh, probably a slight advantage going into this race uh, where he's had success in the past, but the championship is well and truly wide open.
2: Yeah, I think there's a lot of people commenting on it this year, but saying it's probably the most exciting championship that we've had in the last 20 years. Um, mm. You know, the, the USGP this weekend will probably suit Mercedes and they've actually brought a uh, straight-line device to, to the weekend, which actually helps them with top-end speed, which um, is an upgrade that no-one really, I think, saw coming. So um, I think Lewis will definitely have an upper hand this weekend. And... It's just going to go like that. It's going to be neck and neck. You know, Mexico, where we're going next, has been a, a Red Bull circuit for the past few years. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, look, it's, it's really exciting to see what's going to happen. And we've got three back-to-backs coming up. So, Mexico, Brazil and Qatar, all through the first three weeks of November, uh, back-to-back. And then we've got uh, the first two weeks of December, we go to Saudi Arabia and Abu Dhabi. Uh, which are back-to-back weekends, finishing in the second weekend of December. So it's a, it's a full-on end to the year and it's going to be an all-out battle.
1: Hey, Luke, just before you go, is there any more update on P2? Is there anything else you can tell us that's uh, fresh news?
2: Uh, yeah, look, I think um, I just wanted to, to go over my impression from the whole session, which is I think that... You know, Merck and Ferrari have, have brought their upgrades. Um, I think the track will suit the, the McLaren. Um, and Lando was obviously P2. Daniel was uh, P5 in that session, so they weren't too far off the pace of, of Perez. Uh, Red Bull's on form, and, and Aston Martin are actually coming through and, and have had a good result in practice two there. So I think qualifying is going to be really interesting, and that that top ten should be a really tight mix of. Merck, Ferrari, McLaren and Red Bull so uh, yeah, the the battle for for first in the constructors is definitely on and the battle for third between McLaren and Ferrari is is certainly on this weekend which makes things even more exciting for Danny Rick
1: Yeah, beautiful. Uh, Lightning Luke King our first guest of the morning uh, on Saturdays on the coast. Thanks so much for joining us we'll catch up soon
2: No worries guys, thanks for having me